You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Joe Clark, how are you doing today? Great to be chatting with you. And you, brother. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Slightly croaky voice and re- recording from a different location. So I hope that's not uh, painful for the listeners. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be okay. There was a thunderstorm going over just before and I was thinking, mm, that's going to be interesting, but it seems to have passed. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the challenges of podcasting. Anyway, what's been happening, mate? Oh, I'm keen to share with you something that I found uh at the library at the University of Newcastle, which I'm very excited about. Um, And that is a phone booth for kind of a BYO phone. Um, Now, (laughs) you know how you're at um, a common workspace or something where you and I work, you want to make a phone call, you're going to go wandering out in the car park or on the street or something for a little bit of privacy. Yes. Um, I found at the university there's this booth, a soundproof booth, like with um, upholstery and stuff inside, uh, a clear door that you can look out from, a little bench uh, that you can step into with your mobile phone and make a phone call. And I saw it there and I walked past it about five times not knowing what it was. It kind of looked like <laughs> someone, somewhere you would put a child who'd been naughty for a timeout space. <laughs> oh, dear. And then it uh, dawned on me because it was a silent area of the library. You weren't supposed to be talking. And um, and there it was. So I had to give it a go. Um I couldn't, didn't have any urgent phone calls, so I had to kind of invent semi-urgent phone calls to, to call out one of our staff members. Um, <sighs> and, uh, yeah, sure enough, you kind of lock your, your sit, the door closes and it's all, uh, you can't hear what's outside. And there's a little bench to uh, put something on and you can make a phone call. So <laughs> I'm a huge fan of this invention. That's the only one I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll be lobbying our... Um, yeah, one of our guys on our team, if we could get some of those in our workplace. <laughs> that wouldn't uh, look strange at all. No. <laughs> I'm just going to go make a phone call in the booth. <laughs> yeah, the phone, the booth for the BYO phone. So <laughs> I was very excited to see that. <laughs> I wonder if it was like a millennial who came up with that, someone who's kind of on the edge of having remembered there might have been phone booths in the past <laughs> and how have brought into the future for us all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I doff my hat to the inventor of that one. I, I hope, it, hope it catches on. So, yeah, that's, uh, <sighs> that's my story. How about you, Joe? Well, um, not much interesting is happening in my life at the moment. So I thought I'd just share about <laughs> a habit I've gotten into lately, which is um, I'm, I'm semi-getting my house ready for renovation, which is yeah. doing a range of tasks that are very low-level DIY. Mm. And what I've discovered is a pattern is I'll start something having watched a few YouTube videos about what I'm thinking of doing Mm. and then I'll take a break and it will often take a few days where I just need to sort of withdraw to regather my thoughts and work out if I really want to do the job. (laughs) (laughs) So I currently have three things on the go that I have withdrawn from for a period just to think about it. So there's the replacement box for my pool pump, which is a, an acoustic box, which is meant to be really easy to put together. And I watched the videos before I purchased this thing online. Then it arrived in three very large boxes. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I've bitten off way more than I can chew. So yeah. I've opened the boxes. I've looked at the instructions. I've watched the videos again. But I've just paused just just for a moment to gather, 
together. Yep. Yep. I, I feel like it's the word gumption. I need gumption to just like drive into this task. Yep. Um, yep. Very sensible. Yeah. The other thing is I ripped all the carpet off my staircase and then discovered that the underlay, underlay stuff, I don't know if it's the underlay or the glue, but it's really stuck on there. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I was there with like a chisely sort of thing trying to get it off and then I thought, you know, I think I'm going to need chemical stuff. <laughs> But I've just taken a few days. I'm taking a few days. It's okay. I'm being honest. It's been more than a week. But I'm yeah. just thinking it through while I wait. Um, anyway, the list could continue. But I have had some successful task completion moments. But I've discovered that I often will just need to withdraw for a few days just yeah. to like gather gather myself for the next step. <laughs> yeah. Do you do this? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sure yeah. um, people who own homes are resonating with you right now. <laughs> Um, there's, a, there's different factors to go into job completion, and yeah. uh, that is the the urgency, the inconvenience, the time, the likelihood yep. of success, the yep. your personal interest in the task. Yeah. Um, for those, if you if you're Just living general with a, mood on the day, <laughs> if you're living with a spouse, there's a factor as well. Oh yeah, that's so. a big factor. <laughs> yeah. Also, prohibitive YouTube videos. I do often watch a YouTube video, which makes me think. Oh, there I am. I'm out. So <laughs> I was going to dismantle part of the kitchen, which had been yeah. semi-dismantled by someone from Facebook Marketplace and they'd taken everything they wanted and left the rest behind, which I was happy with. Mm. And so I went to Bunnings and I bought a hacksaw and I thought my mm. dad's going to be really proud. He would have been really proud of me, like hacksaw. He had one of these. I know how to use this. <laughs> then I watched this YouTube video about how, you know, the, the perils of removing your own kitchen. And I was like, right, I'm returning the hacksaw. I don't need it. <laughs> Wow. Well, this, this could supply a lot of um, homegrown faith stories if you do oh. take on the kitchen with your hacksaw. I know. I It's still sitting up. I'm looking at it right in front of me right now, but I've also got the Bunnings receipt sitting right on that saw and I haven't taken off the packaging. It, mm. I think it's going back. I yeah, think it's yeah. being returned. It's a change of mind purchase. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should talk about the Bible. Yes. <laughs> God's word. I am loving God's word at the moment. I'm having yeah. a read of um, Jeremiah. Um, mm. quite closely we are um, yeah, working through that at church at the moment and uh, Jeremiah 31 verse 20 is just a lovely verse that I feel somebody should have told me about earlier <laughs> oh okay well that's a good that is a lovely comment to make about something all right I'm um, ready it's uh, Jeremiah 31 verse 20 is not this is God speaking is not Ephraim my dear son the child in whom I delight Though I often speak against him, I still remember him. Therefore, my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion for him, declares the Lord. Oh. And, I mean, it's not hard to see why that's a beautiful verse. Um, mm. I think Jeremiah has this reputation of being all doom and gloom, um, mm. with the only highlight being about um, 15 verses away um, with the covenant of forgiveness of sins. Mm. Um, but we're missing out because um, here in verse in chapter 31 is this beautiful verse and we see um like the heart of god um yeah. looking over his people um and just a whole like concentration of tender language dear mm. son the child delight mm. remembering heart yearning compassion uh yes such a vivid picture of god yeah mm. and and given that we know that the the northern kingdom or Ephraim is mm. It does sit under God's heavy hand of judgment. Mm. It's um, it can it can it can be, we can wrongly think. Well, I can wrongly think. Oh, God must not love those people. Mm. Um, but to read that verse, it actually challenges that narrative. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wider, and I think yeah, in this view, he's kind of scooping in um, his people more generally 
um, southern tribes. Uh, yeah, the, right. The northern tribes, you know, maybe a few remnants here and there. Yeah. Um, in uh, on these these lands, but um, yeah, uh, my mind immediately goes to Anna, the prophetess, who sees Jesus in the temple, and she's from the tribe of Asher, the northern kingdom in the northern kingdom. And so, yeah. whenever I hear about God's love for His people, I think of how He sustained some of those people, His remnant from all over. Mm. Um, to bring them to the point where they see the Messiah mm. in Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So I think I think this, this challenge is if, if we're ever got a view of God as like a stern taskmaster or a mm. boss mm. or a kind of frowny um, authoritarian figure, uh, mm. this just kind of challenges those ways of looking at God and, and just really see the warmth and the, the big-heartedness of God, which I love. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Richard. That's really lovely. <laughs> just uh, that my eye keeps going over. Therefore, my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion for him. Mm. God's words, him speaking himself about his his people. That's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah loving it. Mm. Um, so Jeremiah, yeah, um, great book to read. Um, Very good book. To now, uh, Joe, what have you been reading? <laughs> well, I'm I'm working my way through a book we talked about a little while ago, a few weeks ago now, mm-hmm. um, called "If Only" by Jenny Pollock. It's finding joy, joyful contentment in the face of lack and longing. Mm-hmm. And um, I've worked out that for this book, I w- as I think I mentioned earlier, I was coming at it with a particular interest, and it's written for a different person's interest, not mine, mm-hmm. but. As I was reading, um, it has these occasional anecdotes that are or stories, I should say, not anecdotes, uh, of people's stories. And I read one that really I got distracted by it and I literally put the book down just to have a think about that, mm. the concept that was being spoken of. Yeah. So I'll just read it. Um, it's the Scott and Claire's story. They're a couple who live in Harare uh, in the capital of Zimbabwe. And mm-hmm. this is um, a little intro and then I'll read Claire's words. The political situation in Zimbabwe is still very challenging with inflation at astronomical levels and shortages of many basic necessities, such as electricity. This is Claire's word. These are Claire's words. We don't have electricity for the majority of the day in Zimbabwe. The electricity will come on between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. and go off between 5 and 6 in the morning. I felt God using that to challenge me as to what is the source of my joy. When the power comes back on, it's crazy how your mood lifts. And I'm really challenged by that. Is my joy in Jesus, my living hope, or is it in more worldly things like the fact that I have electricity? Mm. I'm challenged to cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving, to be very aware of being thankful and to seek to be overflowing with thankfulness like it says in Colossians 2 verse 7. The word of God is just full of calls to thankfulness. I'm really struck. It really struck me the other day when I read Romans 1 when Paul talks about ungodliness in the world and he says people neither glorify God him as God, nor gave thanks to him in Romans one twenty one. Lack of gratitude really displeases God because no matter how extreme the circumstances, there's always something to be thankful for. Mm. And I read that, I put the book down, and I thought about this woman who has electricity for two hours a day at the most inconvenient of times and how God has used that to point her in thankfulness to him and to, to, to show her his character. And I just felt really thankful for that story. And I was just... It, in what I would perceive to be an incredibly frustrating situation, mm. um, she's looking to see God teaching her um, about thankfulness. And, and it, in a book about contentment, that's a really key concept. And so I was thinking more about how um, that simple concept of counting your blessings and being thankful to God, um, starting in Jesus and moving on from there. Oh, mm. so good. Anyway. Yeah. 
So that was the story. <laughs> I, I think that's great. I, oh, I love that story. I, I've mm. been to Harare, actually, uh, 20 years ago or so. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I can picture sort of the uncertainty there uh, for mm. that family. Um, mm. And uh, I think you're right there. Like we, we know that we need to be thankful. But mm. the, the idea of getting regular reminders and stories like that, mm. it's just got to be part of our diet. Um, mm. you know, mm. we, we spend all day on, on screens and things. We're not going to be reminded to be thankful to God. Mm. Um. And and what I was what I was encouraged by was also her reading of Romans one in the warning of Romans one where people neither glorified God as God nor gave thanks to Him, and that isn't God does want us to be thankful to Him for all His gifts to us, mm. um, you know the the simple earthly gifts that we have, different things we have, and as well as His great mercy to us in Jesus and. and I was really rebuked. I just thought, oh, I, I say thank you to God, but this is just a this is just remembering how much He's He's just the God that you, we perform, we we can never stop pouring thankfulness to God out thankfulness to God. It's just it was just a story that m- made me think more more and more and more thankfulness to God is yeah, is yeah. what He deserves. <laughs> well, uh, anyway. That's great, Joe. Hmm. Yeah. So I will continue in the book. Um, and and we'll keep going. And I've been praying. I've been praying for this lady Jenny actually, because in reading it, it's made me think about her life. She shared a bit of her life, and mm. I felt thankful for that too. Like, um, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Do you ever have that experience where you're reading someone's book and you just think, I wonder who the author is. I wonder if we'd be friends. Oh, I'll just pray for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, I think that's very, um, um, very normal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, Good. For living authors, you know, praying for their for their ministry, for the dead yeah. authors, thanking God for what what they've thanking done. Thanking God so, for them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Totally. I would I would run with that instinct. Uh, <laughs> I I do tend to get distracted by some of these things, so some of us have to be like, <laughs> just focus on finishing the book. <laughs> but, That's also um, good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my trusty. I had my pacer out today. You know, like a what? Are, um, do you call them pacers? Like mechanical pencils? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to check when, you, when you're from Queensland. You've got to check when you're out of uh, in different you, states. Yes, so. when you're from the beautiful uh, northern state, <laughs> yes. you do have I, to check these things. You're, you're safe with Pacer, I believe. Okay, right. Well, anyway, I find that really helpful because I can take margin notes. So at one point today I wrote, this resonates. And it felt really good <laughs> to write that in the margin because I thought, look, it does resonate. I'm, I'm, I'm there with, I'm with Jenny. Totally. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, we are Very out good. of time. Yes, um, mm. but one thing we did want to let our listeners know is that we are coming up to our 100th episode of Homegrown yeah. Faith. Can you believe it? What, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Is it two weeks' time? Yeah, two um, weeks' time, not next week but the week after. And so, uh, yeah, even though Joe and myself, we're, we're not sort of natural party animals, well, I speak, <laughs> maybe speaking more for myself here. But no, we, you're speaking of me too, mate. <laughs> um, it, it would be good to celebrate in some way, and we thought, um, we'd love to invite um, our listeners to uh, send in ways in which uh, they've been encouraged as Christians uh, mm. by uh, this podcast, Homegrown Faith. Uh, mm. You can. So if, uh, if that applies to you, uh, we'd love to hear about it. Um, the email is homegrownfaith at huntabiblechurch.org. Yeah. And uh, send that through and we'd love to get, um, yeah, we'd love to receive, receive your encouragement and we might share some of those on our 100th episode as well. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm so thankful to God. Um, it's been fun, and I think 
one thing I was thinking of reflecting on in thankfulness about the podcast is it's definitely helped me to enjoy talking about reading with people even more than I thought I could, mm. uh, reading the Bible and reading good books. So, mm. yeah, I'm thankful for that. Mm. Indeed, me too. Well, mm. let's finish there. Uh, have a great week, Joe, and, and uh, I'll talk to you again next time. <laughs> Sounds good. See you, mate. Bye. Bye.